Well, hey guys, it's Valentine's week, and this is episode 47 of the Live It Well podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy, and we are excited to be with you this week. Yeah, happy early Valentine's Day. It's a fun week for couples. It can be a fun week for couples. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It can also be a not-so-fun week, but uh, our hope for you is that yes. it is an awesome week. We're praying it's an awesome week. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Guys, we've been having so much fun hearing back from you guys, how much you've been loving the episodes lately. John Eldridge and Michael Frost and Lisa Turkhurst, so much fun having them on, listening to their wisdom. If you haven't heard, please go back and listen to episode, is it 44, 45, and and 46? So many. I don't know. Shocked full of goodness. Go back. Just do a marathon. Just have a blast and listen to all their wisdom and their stories. It was so incredible having them on. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. One of the things that we get asked a lot is so sweet and so humbling, but it's, how do you have such a great marriage? And, um, you know, we're thankful for the marriage we have. And and part of the reason we don't share a lot about it is because we're kind of like, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're so thankful that we do have a great relationship and God's really blessed us there and um, taking care of us and giving us a lot of wisdom to cling to, but it's all His grace. It's just all of His grace. You know, and what's great is throughout our journey, we've almost been married 15 years, yeah. which is crazy to think. Five kids, and uh, <laughs> I can't even count how many states we've lived in. We're kind of <laughs> we're one of those, and so. <laughs> We've had great mentors along the way, people that we've looked up to, those who we've had close proximity to, and some of those we've just kind of watched and adored from a distance. Uh, and some of those heroes we're getting to learn and meet on the podcast, which yeah. is really great, like John and Stacey Eldridge and Mark and Jan Foreman. But all that to say, I think some of our travels and you know our different personality mixes kind of help give us an awesome opportunity to love each other and have this beautiful marriage. And at the end of the day, it's Jesus, right? Like, I mean... That is the center of our marriage. I'm not trying to Jesus juke people like, oh yeah, okay, more Jesus, you have a great marriage. But it's really true. Like, right. no, it, it that is what we found to be true. You know, a lot of people ask, like, okay, tell me what marriage books to read. What marriage books do you read? And I'm always like hesitant to say. And please, there are great marriages, marriage books out there. There are great marriage books. Please read sure. them if they're helpful for you. But for us, I don't read a lot of marriage books. I think what I found to be most helpful is that um, when I focus on growing closer to Christ and when you're focused on growing closer to Christ, then we're just, we're better. We have a better marriage. And so we don't really have to work on the specific parts of marriage so much when we're focused on growing closer to Him and becoming more like Him. Then I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better servant, um, a better encourager to my husband. So... Well, I think one of the biggest things is that when you grow close to Christ, He's the one that's supposed to carry your fears, your burdens, your worries, your stress, all of that. And if you're not growing close to Him, well, what you're going to do is you're going to project that on the person who's closest to you, who's most vulnerable to you. You're going to project your stress, your fears, your worries, all those things on the person close to you. And nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten, that's your spouse. Yeah. They weren't built for that, right? Exactly. They're there to love you and right. support you, encourage you, to lift you up. Yeah. But they're not there to be your savior. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we are not marriage counselors. Just preface this to say, not this marriage counselors, <laughs> not doctors, not um, tax professionals. <laughs> yes. But because we get asked it, we are happy to share what has worked for us. We're happy to give whatever we have to give. So. 
Um, we thought about sharing a couple different things that we've really held on to over the years, but we decided instead to just focus on one thing at a time because I think that would be more helpful. So today we are going to talk about one thing, probably the number one thing that has helped us and that we have clung to over the last 15 years. And we'll work on it together as a podcast community this week. We're going to, we're going to work on this together with our spouses in our marriages. And we're going to watch what God does as we really focus in and um, begin this practice. I love that. So when you're out on your forced date night this week, <laughs> because it's Valentine's Day and you're supposed to, um, you can practice this one thing. Uh-huh. What is it, babe? It's very simple, but it's not easy, and it's very powerful, and it is the power of your words. And we'll unpack that a little bit more and talk about some specific ways we can practice this towards our spouse. But another way to say it is, Never throw your spouse under the bus. And we talk about this in length um, in our very first interview episode, which is episode three, with Michael and Linda Adler, who are some of our marriage mentors. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones who kind of gave us this advice right from the start in our premarital counseling, which I was so grateful for. But we've all been there around other couples, whether we're sitting around the dinner table or just hanging out at church or wherever we are. And somebody starts lighting up the other one or saying, hey, check out what this bozo did last week. And they're just having fun. But you watch the other person's face just drop. And it just feels like, oh, don't do that. It just, it hurts so bad and so much more than you realize. I love what John Eldridge said a couple weeks ago. He said, you are the most powerful person in your spouse's life. Not their kids, not their father, not their mother, you, you are the most powerful person in your spouse's life. So think about how much weight your words carry in their life. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody listening here going, but it's just, I mean, we're just having fun. I mean, yeah, I could probably, because from personal experience, this was definitely something that I had to work on on the front end as a, as a jokester, as a party guy, right? Like I want to come in and bring the entertainment. So it was like, well, look, I'm not, I'm not cutting you down. We're just all having fun, and I'm using <laughs> you as the butt of a joke. You're like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's exactly right. So in our early days of our marriage, we get we get in the car, and I'm sure you guys have all done this. You get in the car at the end of the night, and it's kind of like, all right, well, <laughs> what feedback do you have for me? What could I work on? What words were not <laughs> helpful? Mm-hmm. And I think the way to look at it is you have to ask yourself, what brings life? Do your words bring life, or do they bring death? Right. And so when you are speaking about somebody or you're recapping an action item that somebody did that maybe wasn't great, your partner maybe did do that was inappropriate, but let your words be fueled by life and love. Yeah, I love, that's exactly what Proverbs says. It says the tongue has the power of life or death and those who love it will eat of its fruit. So that means the words that we say have so much power to bring life or death especially in those we're close with, especially in our spouse's life. So the words that I speak over you have so much more weight than anyone else in your life. So how much more intentional should I be with the words that I speak over you? So 
we've seen this play out in a couple different ways in our marriage, and we're going to kind of go over these different things. So the first one is affirming them in front of others. So this can be affirming them in front of your kids around the dinner table. It can be affirming them in front of our friends when we're out to dinner or even in a public setting, but speaking words of life over them. And this is easier said than done. Um, And I know it comes easier for some people than Mm -hmm. others. And it's something I've actually learned from you really well over the years because you do it pretty effortlessly. But a good rule is just when you think something nice, say it out loud. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking to yourself, man, he's such a great dad. You're watching him throw your kids up in the air and just have fun with them. You just say, gosh, you're such a great dad. And your kids hearing you say that in front of them, oh my gosh, what that does for them to know that their parents love each other is just huge. You know, there's something else to think about that. Some people are more naturally wired as kind of a words of affirmation person. And so if that's a strength of yours, lean into that and use that and help grow that in your spouse. You know, you show love the way that you want love. So keep going, keep going for it. I think sometimes it can also be tough to go like, yeah, but you're not being a great husband right now. Sure, (laughs) But you are being a great father. Right. So I'm going to speak that, and Mm -hmm. hopefully that will play out over into making sure that you start seeing that transitioning as a great husband as well as a great father. Yeah. And the other thing I think we have to acknowledge is um, check your motive even when you're using your words. Because Mm -hmm. the person who's closest to your spouse is going to know when you're playing games, Right. right? Or you're putting some social media posts out there like, oh, I love her. She's the best. (laughs) And at the end of the day, you're not necessarily doing it for them. Mm -hmm. You're doing it for the applause of other people. So do it when no one's looking, Uh right? And then when you feel like you've kind of gotten in a good place there, then it's okay to try and go to the masses on social media. But I think a good point. You know, I think a lot of times we'll go... And it's like, okay, I'm going to post this big post. And it's like, that has nothing to do about the person you're trying to show love to. That's all about you. Looking good. Yeah, trying to look good for everybody else. And so we always have to be checking our heart when it comes to showing that individual love in front of others, Mm -hmm. alone, in front of our kids. What's the motive inside of our heart? Just to truly lift them up and bless them? Or is there another motive behind it? Yeah, that's so good. And I also want to bring up, I know somebody's listening, thinking, okay, that's fine for you to say. There's plenty in your husband or in your wife to affirm. What do I do if I can't find anything that is good in my spouse? Right? But what I want to challenge you on is that there is always, always, always something good. We just have to have eyes to see it. And what you lack, pray for, the Bible says. So if you can't find anything good, you pray like crazy that God will open your eyes to see the good that you can start to affirm, even if it's just one thing that you find that you can genuinely affirm in them. I'm telling you, what you affirm in them, they will start to become. And there's always good and there's always bad. But what we choose to affirm out loud, you'll watch them start to rise up and become that or start to spiral down and become that as well. Um, There's a book on this whole concept called The Power of the Blessing, um, and it's by Trenton Smalley. I'll link to it in the show notes, but kind of unpacks kind of the history behind this, but it is so powerful. It's speaking a blessing or speaking a curse over the people in our lives. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, it always starts with what's going on inside of us. I think here's the piece you have to think through. If you maybe are in a bad spot with your spouse, 
they're doing a great job financially providing for you. Speak to that. Yeah. You know, look around. There is plenty. You have a roof over your head. Right. You know, your kids are healthy. You know, find the thing that you can champion and then start building. Like, it's a building block, right? Like, you just one block on top of another. Keep stacking. Keep stacking. It's an investment into the heart of the person that you have been given to love and you watch. There will be a return. Yeah. That's so good. And it kind of leads into the second point, which is similar to the first, but it's it's a little bit more um, specific and it requires knowing your spouse. And it's calling out the giftings that you see in them and the potential that you see in them. So um, the first one was talking about, you know, just affirming the great things that you see them doing. But secondly, going a little bit further to affirm the calling and the gifting that you see in their life and putting some weight behind it with your money and your time and your energy. So if your wife is really into crafting, you know, and maybe you have no clue what that is, but you see that they come alive when they're doing that and you can say, gosh, wow, look at whatever you made. Like, that's amazing. And you can get her a craft room or you can get her a gift card to Michael's and just say, go wild with it, babe, you know, that you notice what it is that makes them come alive and you care enough to affirm it is so huge. That's so good. And And I think the other piece that we often forget about is years of marriage and years of kids and bills and responsibilities and all those things that, um, you both had dreams, you know, you had talents, you had gifts. Yes. And at some point, maybe you stopped using those. You stopped leaning into those. You stopped dreaming. And I think one of the greatest thing you can do is remind that person of who they are. Yeah. What's inside of them, how they've been wired, and call out that thing that once inspired you, that had that spark in their eye yeah. that maybe they've forgotten about. And it may not play itself out like, hey, remember when you wanted to be in a band and we should go on the road and we've got three kids now, how are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying I think there's something in our spouse that we are literally responsible Yeah to call out, call up, dig down into their soul, their guts, and remind them of who they are because the world around us is not going to do that. Right. You know, it's going to fight to go, hey, hey, it's fine. Just die a little bit. Forget who you were born to be. Don't step into the plans that that God has for you. Don't dream. Don't live a life of adventure. And you are literally there to call this other individual into a life of excitement, adventure, freedom, hope, and uh, just a, a fun ride all along the way. Yeah, I love that. So calling out the gifting in them and knowing who they are yeah. um, and reminding them who they are, maybe in those seasons where it's tough and there's a lot of things pulling them in different mm-hmm. directions, but how powerful that we can be that person in each other's lives that goes, no, remember, remember yeah. who you are and pulling us back into that direction is so huge. And one of the biggest things I hear from friends and from family who are struggling in their marriage is, man, I just wish I could change my spouse. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing you can do to change your spouse more than affirming who you know they're called to be. Yeah. That will do more to change your spouse than nagging them ever, ever will for sure. And the thing I want everybody to hear, as you grow, you're growing individually, but you're also growing as a couple. I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of this journey, to be maturing and walking with each other as you have new dreams and you're inspired to try new things, that you can lift each other up and encourage each other and grow together every single step of the way. 
And one of the things you got to be watching for is, did your words just carry action items and tasks for the day? Okay, what time's this? What time's that? We have to go pick up the kids. Are you getting groceries? When's dinner? Or how was your day? Great. Da, 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 da. And it's there's no life in it, right? There's no deep communion that happens when you're talking to each other. And so you can break all of that up literally with just like a, hey, I want you to know I had a moment today and I was thinking about you. And I just want you to know that you are the greatest gift that I've ever been given. And I'm so thankful for you. That one little sentence can change an entire evening and the rest of someone's day. And so just don't get caught in the trap of having conversations about tasks and days and your budget and your next thing you have to do tomorrow. Yes, those things happen. Those days come. But if those days are every single day... Oh, man, that's not a relationship, and that's not what you got into this thing to do. You got into this relationship to love one another, to call each other up, to lift each other up, and to live your life on purpose. So this week, we're going to work on this together as a podcast community. We're going to do it in our home, and we hope that you'll do you'll join us and do it in yours as well. Let's watch the words that we speak over each other. And you might be thinking, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I totally speak well of my spouse all the time. And then just watch as you go about your life this week, because I know for me it was true. I didn't realize how much I was doing it, not with a bad heart, but just out of fun. Um, But let's watch the words that we speak over each other's lives and make sure that we're affirming the good that we see in each other, that we're calling out the gifting in each other, and that we know our spouse, we know the best version of them, and we are speaking to that in their lives. Well, that's a wrap for this episode, and may our words today hopefully bring you life and encouragement in your life personally, and then obviously in your spouse's life. So we can't wait to hear from you and hear how this week goes. Absolutely. Let us know how this practice fleshes out in your marriage. We would love to hear how it's going and any questions you have. Come and find us on social media, or you can also contact us on our website, letsliveitwell.com. We love hearing how these conversations are speaking to you. Well, guys, we've got great things coming. An awesome episode next week. We can't wait to see you there. And we're going to close the show out like we do every single time. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it well. well.